Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Welcome to another episode of Spears and Steinberg Podcast from Mayberry, <laughs> or what might as well be. From Vermont, Burlington, Vermont. Oh, boy. And you know, usually, dude, I, uh, I've been everywhere at least two or three times over. Um, rarely do I do something where I go, I've never been here, but I told you before we left, I've never been here. Yep. And I will follow that up with, I will never be back here. You wouldn't come back? No. <laughs> I'd come back. Really? You know what? I, I, I'd come back because I really like the guys, the guys that own the club. They're nice. They're nice. And the club is very nice, well done club. Yeah. But. Uh, Listen, man. Um, very, very few places I've been where I am racially uncomfortable because <laughs> ain't no niggas about uh and i can tell you out of my 30-year experience the three places i've been where ain't no black folks is edmonton canada uh but it's canada so you know unless it's toronto or vancouver it really ain't no niggas out there but that's another country so i won't include that but i'll include that but within the united states the only two places i've been which is utah which I said is white people's Africa, um, Spokane, Washington, yeah, and now we will add Burlington, Vermont to the list. I have decided this is where white people move to when they are ready to retire from life, from fun, from sex, and they just want to grow old and you know gracefully age gracefully, eat ice cream all day and not live near niggas. Um, I noticed something else today when I was walking around, though. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Eastern Europeans, like Kosovo, mm-hmm. uh, live here. Right. And I think that they that's what they come here for, is is, is the whiteness. Uh, okay. You know. Because uh, it seems, it's, I mean, they are white. I mean. Right. Those Eastern, those are the, like the. The pure white people. Yeah. So it's cocaine. It's regular cocaine versus uncut. I mean, they're. I mean, they're really white. Yeah, uh, uh, and they come here, and that's what I. And when I was walking around, I heard a lot of people speaking. You know, 
different, more of an Eastern European language. Mm. And I just, and I met a few uh, people out last night, and they all told me that they were from like Kosovo and from other countries. Right. Uh, but uh, that old uh, USSR fallen block. Right. So, uh, and you know, I, I said to you, I remember, I remember uh, we just happened to meet at the airport and on the ride in, my spider sense was tingling. And I said to you, this is going to be one of those where we either kill it or they're going to hate us. Now, in, in all, you know, for being accurate, they don't hate us, clearly. Um, but we challenged them. Yes. And, and, and I know that for these white people, I am a stick of dynamite. I am C4. Because I don't... I, you could just tell when you're in a place where they're not used to certain things. Um, and I, this is how I knew this was some really white shit. I, as we were driving in from the airport, I noticed about four or five houses and the gardeners were white. White. There was a redheaded gardener. Yeah, but they were all white. No yeah. no Mexicans. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, this is, this is, this is white people's fantasy. There was a redheaded gardener. With a leaf blower on. Yeah, it, it it looked it looked foul. It looked fucked up. I'm just telling you that if he was in Phoenix, a Mexican dude would have walked up to him and just put his hands out, and the dude would have taken off the leaf blower and handed it to him, no questions. Like you taking my job. Like it, it would no not even that. It was just like you don't know what you're doing with this thing. <sighs> yeah, man. Um, and material wise, I could feel it. I, I just you, you know you you do this long enough, and you get a sense immediately. Whether you know you're you're in you're in the right part of town and what's gonna work and and I just went and here's the thing though this 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 is the thing though even though you can feel how uncomfortable they are they love it even though they may not show it they love it even though they may not vocalize it at the show the way you're used to and the way you want them to they love it because it's so different. Because it's not what they're used to, because it's uncomfortable, because they're afraid of it. It's almost like, oh, my God, it's like a drug where they go, I shouldn't do that. I've heard it's fun. I've never done that. Fuck it. Here goes. <laughs> this is great. It just it's I'm, I'm, I'm a stick of dynamite for them. I, I could tell certain things I say, and I'm not sitting here trying to pat myself on the back or no shit like that, but. The greatest compliment, one of the greatest two compliments I've gotten here over all the places I've been. That first night show Thursday, yeah, there was a group. There's like a, I say a group of white women. Like that wasn't the ninety nine point nine the majority of the makeup of the crowd, but this particular group of white women was four white women. Uh, and after I do my jokes about pussy and fucking, uh, at the end of the night with passion. This white lady blonde here hugs me and she goes, can I just say, I love you and you make me so proud to have a pussy. And the reason why I dug it is not the compliment itself because it validates what my instincts are telling me, which is this is a place. And listen, to a degree, this is not just relegated to Burlington, Vermont. Most women are felt to be, you know, are, are made to feel ashamed, like they're not supposed to express their sexuality and flaunt it and be made to feel beautiful and the pussy is a dirty thing. You know, the, the stigmas that, 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 
yeah. loom well, over you women. You talk about it very honestly. Right. Okay. And, and the fact that I do it that way, and her, her words, if I could say it myself, proud. Like having a pussy and the beauty of it and the filthiness of what can be done with it is a badge of honor. Like the, the, the fact that I make her feel good about that. I, I, it's that's that's fucking amazing. I, that that does it for me. And then last night, a white guy goes, "Dude, I don't know if if you know this guy or if you're old enough to know, but what I saw you do tonight was on some Lenny Bruce type shit." And again, man, it it just validates who you want to be as a comic. When you think of the greats, Pryor, Murphy, Carlin, Bruce, you know, I said before. Dave, there's a deeper level of thinking. There, there's a bravery and an honesty and an art to being honest and brave, but still funny as fuck. And again, I'm not, please don't take this as me being vain. I'm just saying in terms of what I'm searching for to be known as a great comic, to hear that, you, what, what could you ask for? And, and again, I know that these are people who, they don't get this every day. Most of the people that I'm sure come through here are, are the, you know, so my wife and I, but don't boom. Well, they get that. They get a lot of, uh, I, I noticed who they were booking. I mean, they're booking a lot of, uh, a little bit more alternative right. side comics, and I'm sure that they get a lot of that. But, uh, man, it's not even who they book. It's, it's how you affect the people that do see you. It's almost like take this ride, white people, to the ghetto. I'm going to take you on this journey into the seedy part of town, which we know you're curious about, but would never go to on your own. So allow me to be your chauffeur into this world of where you don't still get your milk delivered to you. And, you know, uh, it ain't so safe. Dude, everybody wants to be one. But nobody want to be a nigga. Everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. The great Paul Mooney. Um which brings me to you know the nightlife here, you know what's the, what's the university? Um, uh, Vermont. Vermont is it Vermont University? Vermont University. Yeah. So we're, and where we're located is right smack that. Well, I don't know about that, but it's a college kind of. But college is out. Right. College is out right now. So this is the people of Vermont. Right. 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 But but even where we were hanging out, uh, college age people. Yeah, a lot of young pussy running around. And don't nothing make you feel older than being around Young Snatch. Because I'm looking at these girls and just, you know, it you know it sucks getting old because you have to admit that you don't have that vigor that you once had. And I, listen, I always say the day you can't fuck no more is the day life ends. If I can't fuck, I'm, take me out. Uh, and I, I, Young Twat is great to look at. But you just know it ain't for you no more. I don't have the chase in me, man. Give me an old bitch. It comes with the conversation, though. And I can't do that conversation right. anymore. Right. It's the mentality. It's yeah. the behavior. It's everything. You left, me, you left me for a little while to go smoke a cigarette. And when I came back, I thought she was sewing something up. No. No, not no. at all. And she was a little uh, chunky finish. To she, me. Yeah, she was way too thick for me. But besides right. that, but besides that, the whole point is, is that... She sat down and she wanted to have a conversation, but I can't talk to you when you don't have anything to talk about. Did you at least engage a little bit in a conversation? Yeah, I, I, I talked to her. So, a what did she bit. talk about? 
uh, that she was here with her sister. Her sister left her here. Her sister always leaves her here. And always leaves her by herself. She's in there, and she just went on for Rambling. a little bit. Yeah, and I was just, uh, I don't know. You know what's weird, too, is that the the kid, the, the young kids, I think, are doing coke again. Because <laughs> they just have these fast conversations, and they look sweaty. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know if, that, well, I, listen, I've never done coke. I've never been around anybody really to do coke, so I wouldn't know what to base that off of. Um but I would just, I would just take that as being young, man. Yeah, but you're ten years younger than me, so you kind of missed out on that cocaine thing because that was late seventies throughout to to the mid to late eighties when it was like. But based on the way I was brought up, I think even if I was around for it, I just wouldn't have done coke, man. You wouldn't have done it. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I did it, and I and then all of a sudden, you know, for whatever reason, I grew up and didn't want to do it, and it was really weird to me to see people doing it again. Right. And it's not the same. It's not good. I, you know, I think as I'm really getting older, I'm turning into that. Fuck young people, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like, I like, like, and I guess what really just pissed me off is like, like, like last night's show, we had a table of a mom and three teenagers. And this is why I hate, hate, hate. And I use this word with the passion of a Southern bigot in 1962. I hate young kids. I hate colleges. I hate doing college. That's why I stopped performing at colleges because they don't know shit. They can't relate to shit. They don't know what marriage is like, a bad marriage, divorce, kids, uh, jobs, m- bills. Respond. They, they just don't relate. And nothing make me madder than me being on stage. And I'm already having a little bit of a tough time with the, with the, with the, with the citizens of Mayberry just <laughs> by the nature of the beast. But then to look over and see these f- three young fucking twats trading looks and ear whispers like I ain't the shit and and looking at each other like uh, uh, look how is he talking about that uh like like it just it f- the fact that I've been doing this for almost 30 years and can have a moment where I would almost let three uh uh young broads pubescent no pubescent <laughs> broads get in my head for a second and make me question should I be doing this I wanted to flip the fucking table over like you and you said it to me best last night you like you young bitches when you went they haven't made friends with their vaginas yet yeah they don't know what they, they don't know so all the sexual shit I'm talking as they're looking at each other and trading whispers and giving me dirty looks and it's like you, you bitches and I told him I said 15 more years Y'all need at least 15 more years before you can truly understand where I'm coming from with all this. Because you really, these, these bitches are looking at me like I'm speaking Arabic, nigga. And, and I, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't fucking stand it. Uh, they're in for, see, they just don't, they don't know. And women don't get it until, the, until later. Because I, I'll never forget, uh, there was this one girl who told me, uh, it was she had a really hot mom and i was talking to her one time and i said well why doesn't your mom uh doesn't your mom date doesn't she like to date date and she goes no uh she does but the guys uh like she feels are in her age group want to date me and that's what that's what women that's where women kind of age out and it's and it's very like at the beginning you're a woman mm. you're treated kindly you're you're a little princess 
you move up and then you are that dateable age where everybody wants to get with you guys will do anything for you. You get a little older, you go through college, right. you get done with college. Now you start working in the business force. You're that young hot chick in the business force. Everybody wants to, everybody's throwing whatever the game they have to try to fuck you. And then you get a little older and you're already, you're, you have aged out of that, that group that everybody wants you. And you, now you, you, feel, you feel like most, you feel like most men who are at the peak of their powers, their prime. But you know, look, men, we, we, we fuck a donut hole if it look right. But, you think it's just a thing that men want younger women? Dude, um, do I think it's a thing or do I think... I mean, like, like obviously guys in their 20s and 30s want women in their 20s and 30s. But when you say women start to age out, which yeah. I think is true, a man could be in his 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and still want a 20, 30-year-old. Yeah. What do you think is the cutoff age? What's the cutoff age for you for what an you older mean? woman? For an older woman? Yeah. What's too old? Well, because clearly you can't do too young. You can't do twenties, right? I don't think I could go back to twenties. Okay, so what's the cutoff for older? Well, aside from my ex-wife, I've never been with anybody who's been like really older than thirty something. Right. And my girlfriend now is thirty-three. Right. So do you my, think you could do 45? I mean, I have a girlfriend, so I could say yes, I could definitely. No, you know what? I find, I find uh, as I've gotten older, as I've, in my 40s, I couldn't have. I was, my, the people I was dating were 20, early 30s. Let's be honest, 20s, late 20s. And then, uh, but as I gotten a little older, yeah, I think I, I find like women in their forties more attractive than I ever found them before. I look at something about it's different. I mean, uh, honestly, right. um, if you a if you if you a bad sexy bitch, like dime piece, and you I, you in your mid forties, even. I wish I really could define what fifty looks like. Well, but see, it's not that. It's not about them being like the dime piece, like you're talking about. It, it's their personalities. Well, it's no, their just a little bit has to be dime piece. Well, the, 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 the physical, yeah, the look. To, it's nice when they've kept up their appearance and they. Right. You know, but it, there's something about as I've gotten older. Obviously, relating my mental needs to be engaged, and I just find people more attractive that actually have something to say. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But if you have all the shit in the world to say, but you got, you know, turkey neck, uh, I'm folding my hand. Well, you know, I, it's got to be a combination of both. You, you're right. You know, you need you you are attracted to what you're attracted to. You right. Can, um, you you wouldn't buy if she was real. If she had a great body, uh -huh. and a nice face, she just had the turkey neck, and she had great conversation. You wouldn't just buy her scarf. <laughs> Nah, because I know what's under the scar. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> uh, um, and you know, here's the other thing where I more of that old man bitterness shit comes in. You know, it's amazing to me that you know wherever you go, and this ain't even just relegated to young kids. Just white culture. Period. Everybody want to be a nigga. Don't nobody want to be a nigga. You walk into the to the bar, everything is hip hopped out. The slang, the music, the dancing, and you would think that the, the attempted be, swag, right? To be so in love 
with our culture and everything about us. But when it comes time to fight our causes in the streets, that's when you turn white again. But it's not that. I told you this, and I've told you this over and over. It's because that culture that you keep seeing isn't black culture. It's American culture. I, I know that. And this is my whole point that I, I you said. know when that counts when 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 American culture is defined as American. It's like in other words, take the color aspect out of yeah. it. Okay, that's fa- fine. But then treat me like an American. I, and I've said this before. Don't, don't treat me like don't treat me like American when you're ready to dance and talk slang and act like a nigga and enjoy the benefits of being a nigga. But then when it comes to the, all the other shit, time I'm to excluded. meet mom. Time to meet mom. Time to meet mom. Time to deal with the police. All that other shit. Then make me an American all the way. But that that's that's the point that I said that I and I feel like we're we're the black culture, the black community loses in America, is because this culture that's created that is the original American culture because it's it's rooted here, came up from here. It wasn't, dude. I already I, last week I was doing uh, the Jimmy the Greek thing to say what I'm going to say right now is just when you, when when blacks were brought over as slaves and they were stripped of their culture, their religion, their heritage. And they were brought over here, and they were given nothing. That was rerooted, replanted, rebuilt, regrown. That's American. That's a true American. Everybody else has brought over European country, uh, European culture, or we have the uh, we have uh, some Spanish culture coming up from Mexico. But we have, uh, you know, whatever comes over from Cuba. We have, but it's no one's culture was brand new, other than the American. Uh, 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 I'm going to say the Native Americans, which that's not even the right term anymore. Uh, but uh, Indians. No, that's not the right term either. It's it's called um, – they say it right in Canada. I'll, I'll remember and I'll yell it out eventually. Um, you trying to be politically correct? No, I was just trying to use the right form because I agree with the, the statement behind it, actually. Oh. If, I, if I could remember it, I would right. uh, I would say it. Um, but if all that happens and, and, and black culture is the only culture that was uprooted and grown here as its own – then that's the only true American culture, and and and, and this other part where I see bl- I see black folks saying all the time about appropriating people's culture. Fuck, appropriate culture. I'm t- I'm sick of listening to people's. I, I saw somebody get mad because somebody was a white dude was wearing a sombrero and they were appropriating Mexican culture, making fun. Hey, go to Mexico, and when you're going to the border towns, look at all the piñatas and look at all the sombreros and all the stuff that they want to sell you because that's how they make their money. Well, this appropriating bullshit, this America was supposed to be a melting pot. It's supposed to be uh, shared. It's not just an appropriation. It's a shared culture. We're supposed to develop into one giant community. When blacks have as much problems as they have here is because when uh, they were given nothing. So there was nothing to melt into that pot, into that culture. So blacks essentially became the pot of America that everything else melted into. And now that you have something uh, viable that has become an American culture, you guys got to figure out how to get paid. That's, that's where it is. That's where, <laughs> that's where it is right now. Not only get paid, but get integrated correctly. Well, we're still waiting on the 40 acres and a mule. Keep waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, how, that's where we're at right now. But we're in a critical time where I, I think that America has to make the shift. And I think that's why you see so much racist shit going on right now, because this is the last gasp for racist people, because they... Everything that they've had in their hand that they try to hold on to and it's slipping away is slipping away, and that's why they're fighting the hard fight to try to keep what they have. That's why Vermont looks like Vermont. 
<laughs> right, right, right. But I mean, honestly, that's where we're at with it. But it is funny to me what you just said. You went out and there was like what? What was there? Like there was probably like six black dudes in there, and like four uh, black women. To last night, maybe, maybe a little more. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. About about that many. Yeah, though. It, it was yeah. it was very a small amount. Yeah. But the place was all hip hop music. Yeah. All packed, dancing. All white kids dancing and singing the slang and 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 uh, you know lip syncing the words and. You know, so it's that, and and, and I, listen, I, I, in the middle of nowhere, where there's right, no, nothing to stop it. This right, is, right. This is just honest that it's an honest part of their lives. And listen, I, I I'm not saying I have a problem with it. I think it's beautiful. It is to be shared. It is to be celebrated. Uh, it is to be loved. I, I'm just saying, don't don't buffet our culture. Don't pick right. out what works for you and throw away what doesn't. If you're gonna claim to like it and us. Then support it and us. Exactly. The us has to be included. Right. Because here it's kind of funny because it's like all this but none of you. Right. Right. But it's a safe but you know what's gonna it's a safe environment, so why when you bring a bunch of black folks on it does it get fucked up? Black 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 people <laughs> black people get treated like uh pussy. White people want the pussy, but they don't want the relationship. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it it's funny though. It it is really funny watching how uh uh, a city like this and then dude the jokes you did and, and I'm going to go back to the jokes in the city because I think this kind of puts it sums it up together a little bit it wasn't that you were doing black centric jokes even it was just the honesty with the mean not the meanness but the the reality of what right meanness, I, I like i like reality more than meanness it's because yeah. it's a reality not a meanness no, it's, it's not a reality it's a reality right but there is there is in nature life has a mean streak in it though very and when you talk about the reality that mean streak is part of it right and what they digest from that immediately like anything else like when you taste something you taste sweet on your tongue yeah. but you might taste some other flavors right they taste the meanness first. That's right. the first thing that they hear in their head. Right. And that's why they can't let go and just get into it because it's 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 soft. But again, me. when you say – I get nervous when you say meanness because meanness is almost like having to look past something you know is wrong. That's mean, so it's wrong versus reality, which is tough to swallow, okay, but you know tough. it's real. I'm going to take the word to mean away and say tough, right. the tough part of it, because that's better. That's a better right. analogy anyway, because life is tough. Right. It's not necessarily – it can be mean, but it is definitely right. always tough. Right. No matter who you are, where you are, you always have tough decisions or tough – You know, I've always, I've always felt – and maybe you can tell me what it is. What do you call – what's the term for people that like pain? Like with those dominatrix, oh. a masochist, yeah, or what, masochist. What, is it a masochist? Yeah. I always felt like something about white people. You guys have it in your DNA. You're masochists. You like pain. Like, like in other words, if you know something hurts, and you know, hey man, that hurts. I don't want to go through that. But you go through it because there's a pleasure in it for you. I think sometimes with humor. No matter how much it stings, the reality, the toughness of it, no matter how brutal it could be, white people like to endure that pain and know that they survived it. Which is why y'all do shit like, you know, jump off of fucking balconies onto fucking ping pong tables and damn near break your neck. And that's fun for y'all. Well, niggas don't do that. 
black people don't like I'm sure there are some out there, but culturally we don't like ball gags and whips and chains and you know, I, I and I joked about that at the AVN thing. Historically niggas can't be associated with whips and chains. But even if you take the whips and chains out of it, anything painful, nipple clamps, kicking the balls, you know, any we don't do that shit. So I, I just think comedically, I, I think of Paul Mooney, where he goes, uh, "Why white, white people at my show? Look at it, look at they're leaving, they're leaving. They're like scared bunny rabbits. You talk that race, they can't take it, homie. They hop out of here. But then there are some white people that are brave. We're not going to be intimidated by this nigger. We'll stay here till the sun rises. You know, I, like that. I just I think there are some white people that love to stand and take the fire." There's a pleasure in it for them. Well, I, I, I think there's, there's a miss on that because I think uh, the people that get freaked out and offended or hurt and walk out, it's because they somehow feel responsible. You think that's what it is? Why would you be hurt of something that you didn't have any control or that you didn't have anything to do with? I would think if you know you didn't have anything to do with it, that would make you stay. That's what I'm saying. That's why they walk. No, no. They walk out because they, 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 they can't take it. Because they feel like they had it's something. A guilt. Yeah, they had something to do with it. They right. either their background, their family. I mean, everybody has the racist uncle in their family, and I don't care. And I don't care what style your family is. I'm going to start using the word style for right. color in place of it. I don't care who you are, what family you come from. I don't care what color you happen to be. Everybody has that fucking bigoted uncle or grandfather right. or whatever that just makes right. everybody like that's the one that they can't take out everywhere because right. you know he's going to say some shit that's going to fuck everybody up right. that is in everybody's family and they all feel it and when you say things you know and america is really great at at uh at covering up what they don't have to deal with and here's here's what i mean by this um asians during world war ii were locked up and put in concentration camps here in america mm-hmm there ain't no Asian guilt on any American anywhere in this country. <laughs> you could walk by any Asians. You could walk over any and restaurant. When you say that, you mean guilt, meaning white people feeling guilt? Yeah, white guilt. You know, white, white guilt towards blacks. There's no white but, but guilt you know towards why, Asians. You know why? The history isn't as strong. Okay, no, it's not just it's that. It's not as no, long or strong. It's not just that, though. I see you are black. Just for the fact that I'm reminded of this history that I have with you. Right. Just by looking at you. Right. Not not even from this. We're, we're five feet away from each other. If you were a block away, I'm reminded of that history. Right. I have to own that history. People who get up and walk out of that, they can't take it. They can't own it. So when you look at an Asian, you don't, you don't, you don't feel that history. No, none of them feel that history. Did, have you ever heard of any white people I, feeling I, that? Again, because the history is not as brutal not as long but it was well hidden but it's newer it's closer to the time do you, do you know how think listen being put in, and i'm not trying to you know downplay what that was but being put in a place where basically you just can't leave is very different from being put in a place where you can't leave your women are raped your families are separated you got whip marks on your back you've been castrated you've been hung and this went on for 400 years yeah it's and a it's a it didn't different. even compare apples and oranges no, no, no. Compar comparing you know bowling balls to pennies i mean it's it's granted all that what you said i agree with you 100 percent. but on the other but to that this was only 50 well no no how what are we this was only 70 years ago okay 
How long did that last? Just throughout. You know, this is how un. This is how un. Important and it is important, but to my to the psyche, how unimportant it is. I, I couldn't even tell you when it ended. But, but there's a reason for that because it wasn't as it was exactly that but, impact was not even close. No, but that's that's why when I when I argue with people on Twitter who will say to me, you know, all parts of the country had slaves. I, I forget what dude I was talking to. Some dude where he was telling me basically in a nutshell. There were certain parts of the country where whites were slaves. Even if that were true, show me the pictures of the white men with whip whip welts on their back. Show me the images of white people hung from trees. Show me the images of white people attacked with uh, police dogs and sprayed with water hoses. Tell me about your leaders that were assassinated. Tell me, show me pictures of autopsies where four white girls, children, have been blown to bits in a church. It's like, miss me with that. It, it doesn't come close. That's been like, uh, when we were at, uh, we went to the uh, Civil Rights Museum, in the Middle Passage, there was no uh, white dudes. Come on. in On the ships. Come on, come on, come oh, on. Oh, there was white dudes on the ships. I rephrase on. that. Come they on. just weren't underneath the ships. There you go. Show me, tell me the stories of, of, of having people, of a people having to lay in their own fecal matter and urine and 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 die from sickness and disease on a, on a trapped in, in under uh, under a ship like sardines like come on man nah 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 since we're it's since we're on the race thing uh i want to ask you about the roseanne yeah go ahead you know she got kicked off the show for basically saying a joke where she went valerie johnson looks like if muslims and the planet of the apes had a baby uh and she was fired uh, and then she later went on to blame the drug Ambien. Yeah, I saw that for her for her uh, for what she did. And Ambien, do you have the response? Because I do. No, go ahead. Because that's great. I love Ambien that responded back, which I thought was priceless. Uh, bear with me while I find this here. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. So Ambien goes, people of all races, religions, and nationalities work at Sanofi every day to improve the lives of people around the world. While all pharmaceutical treatments have side effects, racism is not known, is not a known side effect of any Sanofi medication. Mic drop. (laughs) Fucking excellent. But what if it comes out in a few years? After they study the uh, effects of Ambien, and you find out racism is a cause. Well, a then we'll do a sketch about it. <laughs> we did a skit on Mad TV called Negro Saw. Uh, and it, it basically, for white people's fear of black people, you just pop in a pill of Negro Saw in your system, and all your fears go away. Very funny sketch. If you can find it, look it up on YouTube. It's called Negro Saw. Just type in Mad TV, N E G R O S O L. Really funny sketch. And, you know, I saw uh, on Twitter where. Um, Gary Owen was on a podcast, a radio podcast or something, and he he was asked about the Ro- Roseanne thing, and he you know he he simplified it t- to perfection. He was like, "Look, as far as the apology goes, everybody knows in Hollywood that's not her. That's her publicist saying this is what you got to do. That's who Roseanne is. That's who she's always been. White people, it's not that hard. There's just certain things in life you can't say and do. You can't ever say the n word, and you can't." equate black people with apes 
Is that so hard? Why can't we just understand? It's not that hard, white people. And this is Gary Owen saying this. Yeah. Can you take monkeys out of there, too? Because otherwise... Monkeys, apes, same yeah. thing. Well, I'm just going to say, because otherwise yeah. they're going to look for the loophole. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and, then, and then, again, here's what's always funny to me. God bless you, white people. But, and I know it's not all of you. But the amount of naivete and insensitivity you have. Because, again, when I go through these fucking epic battles with people on Twitter... All the white people are saying the same thing, talking about how it was just a joke and, you know, we're looking at it too hard. And uh, white kids, there are white parents that refer to their kids as monkeys all the time. And that might be true, but it doesn't have the same. There's a history with, with, with black people being equated with apes and monkeys that white people don't have. So, yes, there are white. I'm sure there are white people who refer to their children as little apes and monkeys. But there's a difference. No, and there is a big difference. And it is the history. And it's just like that ad that was in. Uh, it was H&M that had that yeah. hoodie with the yeah. little monkey. Yeah. And they put on the black kid. They would have right. put on the white kid. It wouldn't have been any problem. Right. But there's a history behind right. what that what that means on a black kid. Yeah. And it's like you cannot to 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 ignore that history. It, that's insensitive, man. Okay, but here's the other. And it's side. dismissive. Here, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to answer this, then, because I know I can, like, I, I I could hear this coming from the street right now. Well, you know, we're not the white people that did this history, and uh, it's a long time ago. When are we gonna When are we gonna be Get able to let it. that go? Yeah, yeah, I know. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, one of my favorite clips. Uh, and you should watch it one day on YouTube, is when Louis Farrakhan was on Donahue. And uh, and this was great because this was the 80s, so this was still when political correctness hadn't uh, cemented itself. But, you know, all these white people are trying to go at Farrakhan and as, as hard as they can with why he's a racist and why he's wrong and how he's saying is what he's saying is fucked up. And, and Farrakhan is cool as fucking ice would just sit there and tell these white people to their faces all while smiling intelligent never getting angry never being the stereotype that they see us to be calm cool collected and dressed sharp highly educated and very articulated and he just shot them all down so to answer your question when because that is something white people say a lot why can't you let it go why can't you let it he basically said in a nutshell uh like the holocaust slavery was our holocaust and the jews will never let you forget that so mustn't we because if you forget then that means it could happen again and we too like the jews must remember so never again Gives me goosebumps, man. No, it, it, you got to watch it, dude. He he, and and when you really look at what he's saying and the way he says it, the sense is there, dude. I'm I've met Farrakhan and I've talked to him a couple. Have times. you? Yeah. Oh, you bastard. Yeah. I haven't done that. I'm gonna tell you this is the, this is the truth. Now I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. Do I agree with everything he says? No. Uh, because listen. And I don't. I, I I I gotta catch up on him. I don't know if a lot of what he used to say still stands. Uh, and I hope I'm not fucking this up. But it felt like at one time maybe he was trying to suggest. And I understand 
black owned businesses, our own shit, because there's power in that and, and, and there, we need to have that. But if I'm not for total separate, like I don't believe in separatism, uh, because listen, man, having endure, embracing other cultures is fun, man. I, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I, I like fucking white women sometimes. Uh, I like doing white, white like shit. Um, so I don't want to separate myself totally from from the uh, the Caucasians, you know. No, but uh, what Farrakhan's talked about, and, and let me just say how I met Farrakhan because this is uh, this is funny because I don't want it to sound like uh, like I have a relationship with Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to work for Saks Fifth Avenue a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, um, he that's where Farrakhan shopped was Saks Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. and because he did. He never left. He never went outside. You and TMZ was not going to catch Farrakhan not dressed correctly. Mm. And he was always on point. But here's the funny thing about Farrakhan. And I got to ask him a couple questions because he gave me a minute. He really did give me a minute. A wow. couple times that he came in. Um, the One of uh, our salespeople, his name was Jerry, and he was from the New York uh, Saks Fifth Avenue. And he sold suits there. And Jerry moved to Phoenix. And when Farrakhan would come through, he would go see Jerry to buy his suits or mm-hmm. to find out what was going on. So he came in a couple times to see Jerry, and I got to talk to him a couple times. Jerry was also a Jew, and that was very funny to me. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the questions I asked him. I said, if you feel everything that you feel, why do you buy your clothes from a Jew? And I, and he, you know, he, gave me a, he gave me a long answer, um, and I don't even remember it all because I couldn't agree with him. I couldn't get behind him 100% because of his feelings that he talked about about Jews. But that's a whole other podcast that we can have because uh, Farrakhan to me is very puzzling in the way that he, uh, he had a black Muslim American relationship is complicated enough with uh, and then to add the the Jews in Israel and the Jews in America and then the Palestinian situation and encompass that all together. It was it was just too much. And I think that's he, he's trying to work through all that. Yes, yeah, that so that's why I say I, I mean. You know, give, give me the ABCs of what he says. Yeah. I can't dive too deep into. But his black-owned business thing right. is all about the reason Jews are successful um, to have successfully survived all this time because of its religion, its culture. It, it had to have a community, and the community is the most important thing to any culture to continue to survive because the community has that home base and home base is where everybody goes back whenever there's a problem whenever there's any issues you can go back to the community and that home base being that uh, Jews had to eat kosher so they had to be able to go to kosher markets so they had to have the kosher markets and they had to be able to walk to the synagogue so they had to be in a close proximity so they had to be together so that gave a little like nest and that can always grow uh, that community for blacks since blacks were separated and then just uh, basically do what you do. There wasn't ever a community that's set up that way. And the way that the North and the South were fighting when, after, uh, after emancipation, uh, there should have been, you know, the 40 acres and the mule that you talked right. about. Had there been a community, had there been black-owned businesses that would have been able to help uh, grow their community that would help that would have been there, but that wasn't, and it, it was done. And this is why I say that um, that it's happened a long time ago. But this is why I say that that uh, uh, I understand why I wouldn't forget that right now mm-hmm. is because the way that you were separated, brought to this country, then released 
as a free man, right? But with nothing to be nothing, right? And you spread out, and everybody had to take care of themselves. It was a take care of ourselves kind of situation. There was no community. There wasn't anything. Everything's taken so long because of the way that a white America actually put black America into that situation. There was no growth. The growth has come now. The growth has come since basically, honestly, the 50s to now. And the 50s were rough. The 60s were rough, but that needed to happen to get the growth and the community. And that's where all this has come from, the togetherness and then the growth. That's how I see it. And so I wouldn't give it up right now either. You just get in the world that we live in. The black community is just structured again. I guess in the 70s, there was the black power and that big movement. Right. I don't know what happened. But everything from the 70s left. The white people that were going to take over America and make it better and the best place. And there, there was all those pictures of black and white hands working together. I don't know if you right, remember those right, and right, the peace right. symbols. Yeah. All those people sold out and went and did something else. Right. And we're kind of in a good place now. Yeah. But I want to clarify something, too. I said, uh, I said 50s. And I want to make sure people understand what I meant by 50s. Um, uh, black folks didn't come into their own. In the 50s, this is, God, this is the worst thing I'm going to say. And you said, am I actually going to say this on the podcast? Mm. In the 50s is when people started taking pictures of black folks getting hung by trees. And right. that's when we pulled in um, um, other people that went, hey, you can't. We This is fucked up. And that's when this started. So if we're talking about 1950s. And black men are getting hung in trees. Uh, and people think it's too soon to forget about this, that we should have already right. forgot about it. Uh, I don't think there's any way you can forget about it because, uh, and, and to say what you said to Farrakhan, about Farrakhan, you, you, we, you can't forget. You can forgive. You're not supposed to. You can forgive, but you always have to remember because if those who choose not to remember choose to repeat. And that, that, that is what it is. Right. But. Uh, we're talking about 1950s. We're talking about some things that have been really even weird in today's. I, I, don't, I don't even know if you've seen it, uh, but you, you know who Tariq Nasheed is? Tariq Shanid, Tariq Nasheed. He, he's a guy that's always on Twitter. And he's really. Oh, he, I do. Yeah, I do know who it yeah, is. Yeah, I've, I've done his podcast. Uh, and he he showed images recently Read this, yeah, of black men being lynched. Now, of course, the media didn't report on it. According to what police said, these were suicides. Right. Um, so to your point, I don't know if they were suicides or not. In other words, something seems fishy. But if they weren't, why it's not getting reported? And two, the fact that, hey, it's 2018. We're far removed from the 50s. And if that's going to start happening again, I don't want to be here. This is going to be a scary place. I want, uh, first of all, the if media- they start lynching niggas again openly, not like it's, you know, not openly is good, but <laughs> you just lynch niggas in private. Uh, if they start hanging black people again, we're in trouble. But if, if, if there's even an idea that that's a start again and the media is turning their eye to it, not, not focusing on it, that's a bigger problem because that's how this shit gets started because the media isn't like shining a light on this. You need to shine a light on it. And that's how we can take care of it now. Not when it becomes a thing, a thing. Yeah. Now let's do it now. That it should be, if there's even an idea that, that this is not a suicide, that this is a, this, there was, it was a lynching. Then 
it should be investigated. It should be full for it. We should be. We should have. Uh, what is it called? What's what you're supposed to have? The total. Uh, uh, where you can see through it. What, I don't know. What transparency? Called. Yeah, transparency. Right. That's the word I was looking for. Total transparency. We should right. have an investigation that everything comes out like that. I, I, I don't want. Like, I don't want to say that we could go back to that time. I hope. I hope. I, like. I hope it is something different. Or I hope it. If, if it was a lynching, I hope it was his wife or his girlfriend, or it was. It was motivated by some other way, not. Uh, not racism, but. Uh, you, you hope the nigga uh, got hung because he fucked somebody's wife? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be that, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather be that? I'd rather be not in any of those. I'd rather be not, but there's, I can't take it back. He's already done. He's already right, done. Right, right, right. I'm just saying I'm just saying if, if there's something there, let's make it transparent. Let's see what it is. Yeah, if this was visual, I'd be slowly moving out of your television frame as <laughs> <laughs> you're about to get fired from the company. Uh, Dude, I, I know, get what you're trying to say. Yeah. I get what you're trying to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just I can't believe that we would go back that far. I just can't believe that we could. I, I don't think we would. I don't believe that we could and we would. Uh, but to say that there aren't people that wish that we could and would, they, they exist. Dude, it was. They I don't, exist. I don't remember how many years. for shits and giggles. I would almost. Nah, I don't. I don't know. I, I'd be curious if there, like, if there was some. I, this may be weed thinking or stupid science fiction, but if the government decided, let's bring back slavery, and of course you would have the people that would want to support it and bring it back, what would be the thing to stop that from actually happening? The rest if, of the if world? the government actually went, yo, we're going to make niggas slaves again. We, we turning this back to 1761. And with the power of the military and all the, you know, the government now, it's the government. Yeah. Said we're doing this. What would actually stop it from happening? Well, let me let me say two things. One, I think the 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 world would stop it from happening. When I say the world, I the mean, world. You mean the rest of the nations? The rest, the, the major nations. Because you wait, think they would step in. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I think something would be done. But, if the, but, well, look, but wait, if the, if the United States said, "Mind your business," or we'll fuck you up. No, I still think they would step in. But here's here's my uh, here's my other. If you really want to know. You could go to Saudi Arabia, and you could go look right there because they have slaves. Okay, but that's Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. If you want to know how it could work, go look right now. And they're indentured servants, in indentured servitude. I don't but know if they're able to buy their way out. I can't speak intelligently on that because I don't know about Saudi Arabia. I'm talking about the history of this country. If the United States government went, let's bring slavery back, and all the white people that are racist that would love to bring slavery back say, hey, sign us up, give us guns, we'll do whatever we got to do to enforce this, of course you would have a million gazillion white people that would fight against it. But if the but if, I'm talking about the government and unleashed all its power and said, either get on or get out the way. And if you don't get out the way, you're an enemy and we'll take you out. Like, could it really, like, what the fuck could it stop it from it could, happening? Because citizenship, and you have your citizenship, you can't be made a slave by the state because of your citizenship. Now, that doesn't mean they can't go somewhere else. I think that's the next Get Out movie. It's the government's trying to make that happen. And what would niggas do? Like, what could you really do? <sighs> Hit this weed, nigga. This is this is purely weed conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you made me think way too deep into my head right now. I'm probably thinking too deep into my head right now. Um, let's lighten it up. All right. Um, 
I'm excited to see this new Equalizer movie. And you told me you haven't seen the first I one. I did not see the first one. I should take this mic cord and choke you with it <laughs> till life is, leaves your body. Are you fucking insane? I go to movies now at this point that I take my kids to or that I would take my kids to. But your kids are grown enough to see these types of movies. How, how long ago did it come out? I don't know. Like maybe three, two, three, two, three two, years maybe, ago. Maybe. It was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was taking them to only... Marvel and DC movies, dude. But for yourself, this is one of Denzel's best pieces. I know, I and need the to see second it. one looks like it's gonna be better. I know I need to see it, but I hate uh, when I miss movies in the theater that I should have seen in the theater because they suck. I know, but on TV. this is one of those. I don't give a fuck if it's your iPad, your phone. Well, now that they have the second one, I probably will go see it so that I can go see the second one. But see the first one first. No, that's what I'm saying. I'll see it now oh, so I can watch the second oh. one. But. Yeah, I, I started. I only recently started going to other movies when I went and saw. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the last movie I saw that wasn't like a Marvel movie. Damn, what was the last movie I saw that wasn't a Marvel movie? Get Out was the last movie I saw yeah. that wasn't a Marvel movie. Yeah, I want to say the Ezekiel movie I saw with oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, we did see that movie. Yeah, yeah. we were. We had nothing to do. That was that Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, we had nothing to do. Yeah, yeah, that movie was about that, as tasty as our meal. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner, which was he nothing. was he was great in it. Too bad he's great of, in everything. Too bad the rest of the but movie, that movie have caught was, up to it. Yeah. yeah, that movie was. But this one right here, man, this equalizer shit, it's gonna be official tissue. I can't wait. I'm pumped. It's Denzel. When is it coming out? Uh, want to say either the end of this month or early next. I should July? try to. I should try to watch when I get back home. The first one. Yeah. So you, that you, I, def, you have to. Is it on Netflix? I'm sure it is. Have to check it and then when the sequel comes out, we should go see the sequel. You know, I don't have Netflix at home because I, I just haven't taken the time to set up my TV. There's a lot of things you don't have right now, uh, particularly at your Airbnb. <laughs> Dude, you've been telling me about this Airbnb shit. And, and here's what's funny. I've heard you mention it, and I didn't quite get a grasp on what it was. But then I was watching uh, Chappelle's third comedy special equanimity or equa whatever it's called and he said that joke about rachel dolezal is like bitch you want me to get behind you with a name like rachel you better get have a blacker name than that you better have the blackest name i've ever heard draymond green he said that name is so black if you type that into an airbnb that shit logs off automatically <laughs> and once i understood what an airbnb was that made that joke priceless in other words that name is so black nigga you're not even invited so you, as and for that, for you guys, listen. Andy happened to uh, show up at the same at the same time at the airport as I did. We both landed and got into town here in Mayberry. Um, and as we were riding in, he was telling me, I, "I always assume you get a hotel. Sometimes you do, but sometimes you do the Airbnb." If, if yeah, it depends on the cost of the right. Uh, and uh, he told me about his Airbnb, and we and we as we're riding down the street looking at the address numbers to get to yours right before we got to yours i looked at the one before yours and i said that ain't it but it's so close to your number the one next has to be it and between the look of that house and the bitch sitting on the porch smoking a cigarette i almost wanted to go hey man uh you'll just come stay with me dog that sh- i didn't think i was gonna see you again <laughs> and then it, it it looked like a horror movie. And then on top of that, you later texted me and told me you ain't got no TV. 
you ain't got no AC, and there's a cat running around, and I'm allergic to cats. I'm allergic to cats, too. I didn't see that. In and the, it's like, it'd be different if, like, look, take, for instance, when we was even in Charlotte, great city, where, where I was staying, yeah. action, shit to do. When I say to you folks, we are literally in Mayberry, I mean stagecoaches just got replaced with cars yesterday. There's nothing to do around this motherfucker. The, and, the and, water. Uh, that's it. The water, that's it. And you ain't got no TV. No. And you in that shack. Yep. And there's a cat. And you ain't got no AC. Yeah, and I got to stay in that room because I can't go out where the cat's at. Oh, God, dude. I, you said the best line. I didn't get an Airbnb. I just got B&B. Bread and breakfast. Ain't no air. No air. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, And the woman that is responsible, the host, yeah. she doesn't even look fuckable. So you can't even try to entertain maybe finessing your way into some pussy. <laughs> I wouldn't do that anyway, but... Because you got a girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. But she was... Wink, uh, wink. But she was... Uh, she, she was... Uh, she's what women in Vermont look like. Sigourney Weaver. And then I'm going to hate you because you're leaving Sunday. Uh-huh. I'm supposed to have one more show which means I would end up getting stuck with a feature who I don't know, more than likely will be that guy. So my wife and I, boom, boom. But he's going to kill it out here. But now I've just been told they wanted to cancel the show because it's seven tickets sold. And folks, I don't want you to dare think that this has anything to do necessarily with me. First of all, this club is a new club, so it's going up against new challenges, which is always to fill it. Two... Uh, place only holds 160 people. So uh, while one might think, well, then you should have no problem filling it. Listen, there's no niggas out here. If you, if those... And I only did one thing of press where normally I do several radio stations, always a hip-hop urban radio station. Anytime they have a hip-hop radio station in a white town, but the, v, the DJs are white... Nah, you know you in some shit. And no TV, local news. So I'm, it's, I, I, I might, I might ask everybody around town, where's cocaine? Because I got to be, I, if I perform in front of seven, and now we talk about seven Mormon type motherfuckers. Well, if it was seven. I might do your set. If it, you could, if it, if it was, if it was seven black dudes that came to see you on Sunday, right? That would be double the amount of black people who've seen you this yes. week. Yes, yes, dude. And I'm not saying if you guys understand, I travel with Aries everywhere. This crowd was, I was uncomfortable as a white dude. I felt like I was in the sunken place. That's how white and it, I felt uncomfortable. I've never felt as uncomfortable on stage as I did uh, in. And, and I'm not. I'm not knocking the club. The club's a great club. I really like the room. I really like it. But it, as far as anything close to urban, it has not. You must be the first, technically. And even though you're a mixed act, you're not even an urban. This was crazy. I saw Rodman on the bill. You know who Rodman yeah, is. Yeah. I am way more known than Rodman. Yeah. So what is he gonna do? I don't know. I don't almost want to come back here just to see that. 
He has a lot of East Coast presence, though, out here, I'm sure. Uh, he's, and he's a Southern boy. Yeah, but he's been out in this area a lot. Mm, but this is different. <laughs> There's no this, way. This, you- this is almost before they bring you here, they put a hood over your head and drive you in the van so you cannot tell anybody how to get here. Because they only want a certain kind of people here. Dude, it is so. It, it, I, you know, and if I see one more nigga out here of the niggas I have seen wearing moccasins with no socks and khaki shorts, these are the. I'm convinced if you come here a gold teeth wearing, several neck chains having. Chicken grease residue with lemon pepper seasoning under your fingernails. Do rag wearing knuckle. And you stay here for more than two days. They do something to you. <laughs> and you now you wearing moccasins with no socks, khaki shorts, a choker necklace, and a polo shirt tucked in. Maybe Tashi69 needs to come here and, so he can relax and get all that fucking hatred he has out of him. And they're going to kill that nigga. <laughs> they're going to kill that nigga. Have you been watching? They're going to kill that nigga. How can you not watch it? I hate that motherfucker. But how can you not watch it? I, I, I cannot. I hate that motherfucker, dude. What a fucking clown, literally. I hate that motherfucker. Like his hair right now? I hate everything about him. And he's so not black. He's a Mexican, but he as a he doesn't even seem Mexican. Oh, I can't stand that nigga. Takashi, if he brought his ass down here, they 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 get they get him out. They'll escort him to the state line. <laughs> oh man, this shit here, boy. Uh, all right. I think that's it, right? Yeah, we want to call it because you know I don't want to be negative about Vermont because I actually. Stop uh, saying you like this motherfucker. I, I actually, when I was 90, I was thinking of getting a little place here. Yeah. Yeah. 90. Your beard is the most radical thing here. <laughs> no, dude, there's a lot of dudes with beards. I haven't seen them. Yeah, dudes with beards. This is like country. This is kind of, this is like, a. this is like, I don't know. This is like woods, woodsy people. That's why niggas don't belong here. Woodsy. Do you, do you like Ben Jerry's ice cream? No, I'm a haagen dude. Ben Jerry's is from here. See what I'm saying? It's just not you. I'm a haagen nigga. haagen vanilla ice cream is the closest thing to oral pussy. You want to know what's funny about the, everything you're just saying right now? What's that? There's about 2,800 people in Vermont right now that just went, God, I'm glad he doesn't want to come back. <laughs> there might just be seven. We sell merch at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, this will go down in history as the, the lowest of sales I've ever made. I, th- I saw you chase someone out there and said, please take one. On me. <laughs> uh, this nah. is on me. <laughs> this, it stinks. This stinks. And, and I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm almost scratching my head going, Aries, what the fuck are you doing? You can get out of here with Andy tomorrow. What are you doing? Um, yeah, he's complaining. By the way, I just wanted to say this because he brought up my Airbnb. We are sitting in his living room of his hotel. He has a bedroom. With a closet and bathroom, and then he has a living room with a bar, and a so, and this is so much nicer than where I'm fucking staying. And he he doesn't know if he would. It, it's gonna pain him whether he has to stay or go. It's not that. It's it's the city. 
This city, I know this city. It's fucking, this fucking city. Dude, I got bumped up to first class, though, on my way out Did here. you really? Yeah. So any peasants listening to this, I'm on first fucking class tomorrow. You're going to love it. Yeah, I, I, I know I'm going to love it, but I ain't going to pay for it. I never pay for it. But you didn't pay for this. You got bumped up. I got bumped up. That's what I'm saying. I never pay for Seven it. Seven motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm trying to get my agent back on the phone so we can check a few things. I can get the fuck out of here. Because I would much rather go home tomorrow than the dinner. dinner. I got to tell you that one place that we did and we left on Sunday and we were home Sunday, it made my week, the week at home, feel so much longer. Yeah, I got to get my phone. My agent squared this away. Guys, we're going to be coming from you uh, from Houston next week where there's a lot of black people. Yes, and and the fucking Rockets didn't advance, so they ain't going to fuck with my ticket sales. Yeah, motherfucker. Houston, baby. If uh, so, Houston, you want to see uh, my dick gets bigger in Houston. When it gets when I get erect in Houston, it just gets bigger. I think that's the part Texas. about Texas, right? Yeah, it's always everything's bigger in yeah. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to come check us out in Houston, we'll be at the Improv um, Thursday through Sunday. Thursday through Sunday, um, and hopefully, somebody will buy some shit from us because no one bought shit. Oh, this yet. is gonna Houston's gonna be spectacular after coming from this. Uh, virgin twat uh, Yeah uh, Aries Spears Twitter Aries Spears Instagram official uh, YouTube Aries Spears Pandora Aries Spears Lick my nuts I'm out Andy Steinberg AndyComedy.com All my social media Is on the top of the page If you could follow me On Instagram I'd appreciate it um, Yeah we'll see you out there This is going to be A good week We're excited about it Talk to you guys next week Motherfucker!